Next on BYU Sports Station, the 2015 BYU football season preview spectacular. Why all 12 games are a must-watch. Yes, even Wagner. What you need to know about every BYU football opponent this season, plus... We rank the top four games for BYU. And it's game day for not one, but two ranked BYU teams, 11th ranked women's soccer and 11th ranked women's volleyball. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU. Friday, August 28th, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo the Cougars vocal coach, Jerem Jordan. Whatever he needs. He's in uh, great tip-top shape, ready to go, ready to go to Lincoln. Uh, He's ready to go to the women's soccer game tonight against Colorado. Big matchup there. I'm, I'm really excited because this is our 2015 football preview show. We're going to let you know what you need to know about all the opponents, the bowl situation, and whatnot. Obviously, everyone knows who we're playing, but you, do you know the storylines to each of those games? We'll give you that. Plus, one week from today, it's game day eve, baby. One week away from today. And we next week on Thursday, there's games. again. Next, yeah. The long, We've dry, terrible summer <laughs> is almost over. There will be a college football game tomorrow. Isn't it funny? Summer, like you get out of school, that used to be the cool thing. To me, fall is the season of seasons because you have football. You will get no argument. When I was younger, it was like, I don't want to be in school. The chill in the air, changing leaves. Long sleeve weather is my favorite weather. It is the best time. Love it. Last night, the BYU freshmen gathered at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to learn the ways of BYU fandom. Shout out to David Almodova. As part of that, they formed a human Y in the South End Zone. This is not new. They've done this for the past few years. But every time, it's still just as cool of a visual. There's a very cool photo that BYU Photo uh, tweeted out of all the freshmen in a huge Y in the end zone. Fantastic. We'll send that out on our BYUSN Twitter account. Speaking of that, one of our Twitter friends, at SaveJerem. My homie. Never met him, but I love him. <laughs> tweeted, tweeted this to me last night. Just marched out of the stadium, saw Mitch Matthews on the side, and told him he was elite. Well, I can't quite agree with that gesture. What? You can't but... agree with something that Save Jerem says? No, because remember my take on the... Yeah. Uh, it is funny. And... Oh, how the tables have turned on Save Jerem. It'll be at Keep Spencer? <laughs> Today? I, I, I don't know. Still my homie. We can disagree and still get along. I don't know if it's going to be good enough to keep that Twitter handle the we'll same. We'll see, dude. We'll see. Hey, and oh, by He's the way. He's in the marching band, I believe, which is awesome. Lavelle Edwards visited Utah State yesterday. <gasps> Why would he do such a thing, Jerem? Because he's a team player, man. He played at Utah State. Obviously, uh, that means something to him. Yeah. Plus, he's probably scouting out and getting secrets and coming back to Bronco Manhattan Hall and telling him what's up. That's, That's probably exactly why the Bell went was up there. Doing. Yeah. Why is it if you're the head coach at BYU, everyone can just call you by your first name? That's a great question. Lavelle, Bronco. Bronco. It's like, are you buddies with these people? Taysom, Jamal. We say their They're names so many times. part of a family. Yes and no. You feel right? like you're part you of feel that family. Like, yeah. Yeah. Would you? Okay, okay. Well, the thing is, if people meet you, are they going to call you Jerem Jordan or just Jerem? I would hope it's Jerome. <laughs> That's what I would hope. 
Let's keep it rolling. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 11 BYU women's soccer looking to go 2-0. They put their first regular season home match tonight against a team that's knocked them out of the NCAA tournament the last two years. Colorado in Pro Bowl on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain kickoff. Spencer Linton begins year three as the play-by-play for women's soccer. Awesome. Number 11, women's volleyball. They're also ranked number 11. Look at that. Kicks off the season today in L.A. in the Women of Troy Baden Invitational. BYU plays Chicago State at 8 Eastern tonight and number 7 North Carolina and, and number 22 USC tomorrow. Uh, the USC match will be broadcast on the Pac-12 Network tomorrow, 11 p.m. Eastern time. BYU football walk-ons, Nate Carter, the running back, and Mitchell Money Jurgens, wide receiver. They are now on scholarship. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Congratulations awesome. They, they, to both of those guys. They deserve them. You know what? They need to be good for BYU this season to have a good season. They do. And NFL exhibition action tonight. Ziggy Ansah's status with the Lions is uncertain. KVN as well. Uh, not going to play tonight, it looks like. They play at Jacksonville. Tennessee at Kansas City. Good luck to the Chiefs. Uh, Daniel Sorensen and Hebron fan Google. On that note, we rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU football season preview spectacular. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. Eight days away. Steve Young Day. No one wears eight because it's retired. One week from tomorrow, BYU at Lincoln Memorial Stadium. Yes! In Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. Our Twitter question today, what are your top four games on the 2015 BYU schedule? Many of you feel like Nebraska is for sure in that first four. Or just September. Ding, 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 ding. Calm underscore spaghetti says. Nice, nice handle. <laughs> Boise State revenge game. Utah State revenge game. Wow. And the two college football playoff Come games. Come on. Blue goggle alert that. BYU will play in. Blue goggle yeah. alert. Yeah. He's not going to the college football playoff. Come on. Oh. We started the show right. with that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, it's a Friday, and we are doing the season preview. You have to have one of those in there. Yeah. What do you have? I'm going to save mine for now. I'm going to oh. save mine. Am I saving mine, too? If you want. you Or you can, you can divulge those right now. UCLA, Michigan, Nebraska, Boise State. Wow, Boise State over Missouri. Boise State won a New Year's Six game last year and won 12 games. They're really good, and it's a home game for BYU. I'll give you my first one. Why it's don't you Nebraska. Give all four? It's Nebraska. No, I'll give you all four in just a minute. I will do this when I want to do this, Jerem. Okay. <laughs> Why are you pressuring me? Let's start with Nebraska because that's game number one. I don't know why we're waiting. That is number one. I'm just so excited. Saturday, September 5th, BYU at Nebraska, ABC National, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. That is where we kick off our season preview because it's game number one. Let's go! Tons of headlines from this game. We have pinpointed the ones that you absolutely need to pay attention to. The first being that Nebraska has not lost a home opener since 1985. That's amazing. Against Florida State. So now BYU has a chance to go in there, upset them. New head coach Mike Riley, huge storyline. Nebraska, obviously, with five suspended players. Uh, BYU can set the tempo for the season uh, if they win this game. I think it's going to be hard to go 9-plus if you lose the first game. If BYU beats Nebraska, I think there's an added belief to, hey, we can actually do this. We can actually go into September and challenge and win some of these games. It's the tone setter. I... (sighs) If BYU wins this game, 
And I think they will. I think they'll win the game. So you have come full circle. Yeah, and I told you this last week, 60-40. I'm feeling a lot better. My the, friend, welcome. The, the Damore Nate Pearson L injury to Nebraska. If you missed this last week, uh, I believe it was a foot injury or leg injury. He is the most dynamic returning punter in college football. Punter, uh, punt returner. Fantastic. Three touchdowns uh, You know, in punt returns. Was going to be kind of their number two receiver. A bunch of receivers have been hurt in camp for Nebraska. I know that Jordan Westerkamp is good, and he's their returning leading receiver. But it's and they've got a you know solid defense. Return the quarterback, but new offense, new head coach. The pressure is on for Nebraska. I think BYU goes to Nebraska and wins this game. And in front of ABC National, this isn't a regional broadcast. This is nationally on ABC, huge stage for the Cougars. This is a transition game for one of the major programs in college football under a brand-new head coach. Things are in flux. They've never been in a game with Mike Riley as the head coach. You can't know what the game is going to feel like and be like until you've actually done it together. And as we know, if you're a brand-new head coach and you play BYU in your home stadium and you live in that area of the country, sometimes that can be tough. Ask Charlie Strong. Game number two, Saturday, September 12th, number 23, Boise State at BYU, ESPN2, 10, 15 p.m. Eastern, a late start for the Cougars and the Broncos. Boise State, first of all, Jerem, destroyed BYU last year, 55-30. to 30. It was 55 not, It was not points. close. BYU scored 30 and lost by 25? When does... When does BYU score 30 and lose by that much? BYU has played Boise State five times. They have exactly one win. It came at home in 2013 when Taysom Hill was the starting quarterback. Taysom Hill, again the starting quarterback. This game, the home opener for BYU. The Idaho kid from Pocatello against the Kings of Idaho, Boise State. I think this is going to be a fun matchup. Boise State returns just about everybody but the quarterback... And the running back, right, from last year. Grant Hedrick, quarterback, Jay Ajayi, running back. So a lot of pieces back, but, but Ryan Finley, new quarterback for Boise State. Jeremy Nichols and Kelsey Young, the new running backs. That's a big deal. Um, defensively, they'll be good again. And they won 12 games. They won a New Year's Six game. They beat BYU by 25. This is going to be a fun matchup because you think with BYU – having Taysom Hill healthy, that they've got a shot in any game. But especially against Boise State. And this game matters more than you'd think. It's Boise State. The street cred for non-P5s, they have the most. More than BYU. So beating them means something. And they, they should beat Washington in Week 1 and be ranked coming into Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Tell me the last time a new quarterback making his first road start came into BYU and won at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Hopefully not Brett... Radcliffe or whatever from Utah in 05. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe it was his first it's start doing it. It's been a while. I don't even know. It's tough. You're right. And that plays into BYU's favor. Grant Hedrick made his first road start as Boise State's quarterback against BYU midseason. So now Ryan Finley has the pleasure of doing that. This is why I like BYU in this game. It is tough for a new quarterback to come into Lavelle or Stadium first road start and win that game? I don't care if there are 17 returning, tar- returning starters. That is a tough, 
tough that, thing to take and on. And that's where maybe the returning starters matters more on defense, right? But I like BYU's offense a lot against just about anybody. Game number three, Saturday, September 19th, BYU at number 13, UCLA. That game on Fox Sports 1. Another late start, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. 19 returning starters for Woo! the Bruins. You think 17 is a lot for Boise State? 19 for UCLA. The most in the country, right? Tied for most in all of FBS this year. The one guy, interestingly enough, that is well, one of the three that is a new starter is their quarterback, Josh Rosen, who apparently is the next Troy Aikman. That's quite the comparison. I know. We heard that from the UCLA guys. It's being made, and they named him the starter this week. Freshman quarterback, week three. Okay, So the first two weeks, maybe he figures some stuff out. Maybe not. But everybody else on offense, the 10 other starters are back for UCLA, and that was a good team that won the Alamo Bowl over a good Kansas State team. That'll be interesting. The very first game I ever saw as a BYU BYU fan was at UCLA. Uh, 1991, tight at my senior year. In 07... I went and saw that game in the Rose Bowl. The f- BYU will pack that stadium. It was fantastic in 07. BYU lost that one as well. But BYU's won the last two, Spencer, against UCLA. Of course, the 07, you know, blocked the, block the Vegas Bowl, Ethan Manu Maliu in a play. And uh, was it the beginning of 08, the 59 nothing? Correct. BYU's won the last two there. But this is, a, this is the toughest team on the schedule. In my opinion, Paul Perkins led the Pac-12 in rushing. He was amazing. Yeah, how about that? No one talks about him. 15-75 rushing. Wow. So Josh Rosen doesn't have to make a ton of plays. He can hand off Paul Perkins, make simple throws. By week three, hopefully he hasn't figured it out yet. If BYU wins this game, that would be the biggest win possible on the schedule to me. BYU-UCLA, September 19th. Three and seven all-time BYU against UCLA, but as Jeremy mentioned, they have won the last two. Game number four, Saturday, September 26th, BYU at Michigan. Mm. In the big house, the second ever meeting between the Cougars and the Wolverines, the first since the 1984 National Championship game in the Holiday Bowl. Isn't it interesting that Jim Harbaugh's the story of college football and BYU gets a shot at playing Harbaugh in week four at Michigan. Here's what scares me. I think Harbaugh's a really good coach. I don't know that anyone thinks he's not a good coach. Okay, He goes to Stanford, he wins. He goes to the Niners, he wins. At Michigan in week four, have they figured things out? Because they have a good defense. Their offense was not good. Kind of a bottom 30 offense last year. They have Iowa transfer Jake Rudock at quarterback, who is pretty good at Iowa. Not outstanding, but decent. Have they figured things out in week four? And could BYU do what Utah did, which is go into Michigan and win? Utah won by 16 in that game last year. Can BYU go in there and in front of 100,000-plus win this game? 110,000 people Holy expected in the big house for that Saturday game. And, of course, the Taysom Hill recruited by Jim Harbaugh to Stanford storyline is huge. We should mention this. Jim Harbaugh was 3-1 and one as a starter at Michigan at quarterback in 84, but got hurt, and he was on the sideline when number 1 BYU beat Michigan in the Holiday Bowl. The time and TV arrangements for this game have yet to be announced. We will let you know as soon as those become available. That is September, the first four down of our season preview spectacular. Our Twitter question today, what are your top four games on the 2015 BYU schedule? I'll give you my four next. We'll also give you our stat of the day coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Just getting underway. We'll break into the AAC portion of the schedule, which included a sneaky good game. This is BYU Sports Nation.
BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. You can always use the hashtag BYUSN. Next Tuesday, huge day on BYU TV. Check it out starting at 6 Eastern time. It's our first ever rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation that night, 7 p.m. Eastern. The premiere of the much-anticipated Inside BYU Football, giving you an all-access look into the BYU football team this season. This has never happened before. Very exciting. 8 Eastern time, the season debut of After Further Review, a preview show getting you ready for Nebraska. That's next Tuesday, 6, 7, and 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. We just went through the first four games of the schedule on our 2015 schedule spectacular here on BYU Sports Nation. It reminded me of a tweet that Paul Tidwell, the inside linebackers coach, sent out last night. And he said, and I paraphrase. Wait, I can quote. Oh, you're going to quote the exact phrase. My 39th fall camp in the books, and I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a BYU football season. Go Cougs. Won 39 fall camps? He's the most wow. tenured assistant coach on the uh, staff, by the way. But he, interesting that he would he say... He coached Bronco at Snow. The most excited I've ever been about a college football season. Hmm. Wow. That's a huge, it's a huge schedule. The challenge is there. The stakes are high for BYU trying to get Power 5 expansion. They've got to prove themselves. What are your top four games on the 2015 BYU schedule? At Mo underscore Finn says number one UCLA, number two Mizzou, Number three, Michigan, Harbaugh effect, yep. and number four, Nebraska. He says mm. Boise would be four if they were a power five team. Yeah, I threw him on my list because it's a home game. Uh, playing an SEC game obviously is a huge deal. Um, and is it a mistake that I left him on there? Probably, whatever. Boise State is a big game. They won a New Year's Six game. I think that's a big deal. I will give you my top four right now. Number one is Nebraska because it's the tone setter. Yeah. It just ma- – this is like – one of those games that can set you up for something magical for both teams, for you Nebraska you and for BYU. Yeah, I think everyone understands, and we pound it into submission every day. Number two, Michigan. The venue and the Harbaugh effect alone make that game enormous. Michigan, yeah, and this is a five-win team that people will think be a seven- or eight-win team. Utah's going to beat Michigan next week, and Utah's going to be the afterthought. That's what it's been like with BYU and Texas last year. Number three, Missouri. It's an SEC game in November. Very cool. Neutral-ish. An SEC team against BYU in November. It's better that, than playing the Mountain West or the Old like, Whoa, okay. <clears throat> okay, number four. Utah State. Whoa. Whoa, horsey. Yes, more so than UCLA. More so than Boise State. And here is why. It is a rivalry game to end the year. BYU has not had one of those since 2010. No. Yeah, 2010. That's right. A rivalry game to, to finish, finish the, year in a rivalry game. the season. Now it's a rivalry it's game. It's been five years. Okay, not to mention the emotion that carries over from last year when BYU's magical season, Taysom Hill's Heisman run, it was all on this storybook or what looked like a storybook season. Came crashing down. Taysom Hill breaks his leg. But most importantly, Jerem, can you imagine a more insufferable fan base Utah's than is more Utah State beating BYU two years in a row in football. Utah will always be more insufferable than Utah State to me. I but think that is a conversation close. for another day. I think it's close. <laughs> Seriously, Utah State beating BYU twice in a row? 
I didn't know there were Utah State football fans until Chucky Keaton showed up. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, by the way, BYU against the September foes this year? You may, you may get a little nervous about this. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is a combined 5-11 and 11 against their 2015 September opponents. Now, does series history matter that much? No. It's an interesting statistic. BYU beat Michigan in 84. That has no bearing on what's going to happen this year with BYU and Michigan. Has no bearing. But it's interesting. These are tough teams. That's the point. These are tough teams. BYU one and four against Boise State, three and seven against UCLA, one and zero against Michigan. Have not played against Nebraska. Game number five on the schedule now as we begin the American Athletic Conference portion of the BYU's <laughs> football schedule. BYU kind of has the Notre Dame ACC deal with the AAC. Friday, unofficial. October second, ESPN two, ten fifteen p.m. Eastern, eight fifteen Mountain. The second ever meeting between the Huskies of UConn and BYU. The Cougars open the season on the road at the Rent in East Hartford with a thirty-five to ten win. This is conference weekend for BYU. Traditionally, that is like a Utah State type game, but this year UConn filling that Friday night role. Yeah, and that was announced. Um... On game day last year, they made that change to a Friday night. It was going to be, a, I think, Halloween. That's BYU's bye week this year. UConn, 2-10 last year. They weren't good at all. BYU got a nice 25-point win. Uh, another team from the American. I wish that BYU could have uh, connected a basketball series with this as well. But Nostris Nocturnus, Friday night. BYU has a chance that they can come out of September. 2-2, two 3-1, and 4-0 two, and and oh is too crazy to me. Um, but UConn at BYU, you win that game, hopefully you're 3-1. and one. You can be 4-1. and one. That would be a crazy awesome situation. People watching BYU, you'd be ranked. But if you go 2-2 two and two, and then you have four straight home games in October and you can win all those, you're 6-2 and two going into November. you got a shot at getting ranked, even if you go 500 in September. For those new to the program, Nostris Nocturnus. Oh, that's right. we got to explain this. Means own the night. Latin. Okay, when you're on a Friday night on ESPN, you make SportsCenter. So BYU's got to take advantage of that. They have three Friday games this season. That is the first. Saturday, October 10th, game number six, East Carolina. The Pirates visit BYU the first time these teams have ever met. There, are, there is a coaching connection that we learned about when we did our interview with Ruffin McNeil, the head coach of the Pirates. He and Robert and I go way back. Texas Tech, Mike Leach connection. Um, so they're, they're friends. They know each other. East Carolina likes to sling it, but as we learned earlier this week, uh, Kurt Ben Kurt, the would-be starting quarterback for the Pirates, season-ending knee injury. So they will look to someone else. And Phil Steele came on our show during the summer and said, watch out for Kurt Benkert. I think he's going to be one of these sneaky good quarterbacks nationally. So that's a blow to the Pirates. This is going to be an interesting game. East Carolina was 3-1 and one and ranked after their September last year. Stumbled into 8-5. and five. They beat the Virginia Tech team that, that beat, beat Ohio, Ohio State. State. Therefore, East Carolina greater than Ohio State, said no one ever. <laughs> First ever meeting, East Carolina graduated Shane Carden, who is really good at quarterback, and the all-time receptions leader in FBS, Justin Hardy, is gone. This one hurts. I, I feel badly for Kurt Benker. We know and, what that's like, man. Yes, absolutely. BYU fans understand that dynamic. Losing him at the beginning of the year, for me now... This is, this is not a question at all for BYU, Jeremy. This, they should win this, this, is, they should this, win this is game. This is a game that BYU absolutely 100% should win now. And that's homecoming week, by the way. Hashtag David Archuleta. Game number seven, Friday, October 16th, the second of three Friday games. 
Cincinnati at BYU, which is a sneaky good game. ESPN, 8 p.m. Eastern, another Nostris Nocturnus situation, and another first-ever meeting between the Bearcats and the Cougars. Gunnar Keel, one of the most... Oh, discussed, talked yeah. about. Good, good uh, verb there because that's hard. You know, committed to a couple schools, Notre Dame. You know, in there ends up at Cincinnati. Now he started all the games last year, but got hurt a couple times and would come out of those games. But he he can sling it, dude. He's a quarterback. He's a lot good. of expectations. Plus, Cincinnati returns the top six receivers. Okay, so Cincinnati's offense is really good. Uh, AAC tri champ. Uh, pick to win the conference this year. This this is this is maybe the sneakiest game on BYU's schedule because the Bearcats are good, man. Tommy Tuberville Tuberville got his team playing well. They're gonna they could be five and zero in this game. I look at who they play before this, and I I think five and zero. They play Alabama A and M. Oh, I don't know, Jeremy. A and M Temple at Miami of Ohio at Memphis, who finished twenty fifth last year after beating BYU, and then the actual Miami, and then they have a bye week. This could be ranked Cincinnati in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That's what BYU fans hope for. By the way, Temple and Memphis, two teams that were listed above BYU on Phil Steele's top 10 <laughs> non-P5. No, he called them Group of Five. I know. He called them Group of Five. But again, be fair to, to what to he be, wrote. To be, to be fair to what he wrote, it was a projection for who has the best shot to get into a major New Year's Six Bowl game. We don't need to make excuses for Felipe. <laughs> He wrote what he wrote. Oh, Cincinnati at BYU Friday, October 16th. Eight days from then, live on BYU TV, October 24th, the Wagner Seahawks. Yeah! Leave New York and visit BYU that game 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Mountain. They are in the afternoon sometimes, Jerem. <laughs> They're not in the afternoons anymore. It's Tanner Mangum week, live on BYU TV, BYU against Wagner. You know what? Is that? Or do we need to say any more about no, this game? No, I, well, actually, one, more, one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Okay. BYU can thank the Wagner Seahawks for the Missouri game that in November. Tom Homo told us that. So, Wagner, thank you. We appreciate you. Also, Quincy Lewis, alma mater. Okay, we've talked about Wagner. Yeah, enough. that's enough. Game, game, what, what game are we on now? Number nine? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> no, Wagner did it to me. Friday, November 6th, <laughs> BYU at San Jose State. That game on CBS Sports. Uh, yeah, CBS Sports Network. Mm-hmm. 11.30, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay, I want to explain something. When BYU plays a road game, they don't control the TV setup. When it's a home game, they do. Or a neutral that ESPN helps them out with, right? So... You can thank the Mountain West and Craig Thompson for this one. CBS Sports Network, they do some games, and they do late on the West Coast, so that's why it's so late. So if you're an East Coaster uh, fan for BYU, and there's a ton of them, and we know you watch the program, it's a late game, man. That's a really late game on a Friday night. But it's a Friday night. Again, not just Nocturnus. uh, It's on CBS Sports Network, unfortunately not NESPN. But last time BYU played this game at San Jose State, BYU lost it. San Jose State was like Memphis in that they finished ranked with David Fales and that crew that year. Riley Nelson, Jamal uh, freshman Jamal Williams, they were coming back to win the game. There wasn't a block. A fumble happened, and BYU lost. So BYU's this is is a must win on the road, though, for BYU. That's not the same San Jose State team. They won three games last year. So here's the good news for those watching on the East Coast. This game's going to end at, like, I don't know. 
3, 3.30 in the morning. And we'll have a live awesome post-game show after that <laughs> with you doing interviews in San Jose. We w- And we will take... Essentially, it's going to be BYU-San Jose State. That will be the first game on Saturday to kick off that huge Saturday of football. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Luckily, it's not Saturday night, and then you have the Sunday play thing. Both teams have a bye week before that game, by the way. That's interesting. So there, There's going to be a little series where hopefully BYU's got some good mojo because you go, you go after Cincinnati, you go Wagner, bye at San Jose State, super late. So it's it, it, the the tempo and feel of the season is going to just gear down a little bit at this point. San Jose State kicks off November and the Mountain West Conference plus Missouri portion of BYU's schedule. We'll tell you the rest of what awaits BYU in November and the headlines that you need to know coming up in just a few minutes. Our Twitter question today, what are your top four games on BYU's schedule? At White Chocolate says Missouri. Boise State, UCLA, and Utah State. Mm. I agree 100%. That Utah State game will have so much emotion. Chucky versus Taysom. No Michigan on there? No Nebraska? I disagree with that. And that. All right. But Utah State, I agree with 100%. We're back after this. Utah State? Welcome back, sports friends. It's a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio Simulcast on BYU TV. Did you hear that BYU Sports Nation is going to be rebroadcast starting next Tuesday? We're very excited about this. The noon Eastern uh, show will be rebroadcast at 6 Eastern time on BYU TV starting next Tuesday. We repeat, you can watch BYU Sports Nation now two different times during the day, noon and 6 p.m. Eastern. That is just part of our Super Tuesday, by the way, on September 1st, live on BYU TV. It's going to be awesome. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. It is game day for BYU women's soccer. The 11th-ranked Cougars hosting Colorado in their first regular season home match. This is the team that knocked BYU out of the NCAA tournament the last two years, and you better believe the ladies playing for BYU have not forgotten about it. So a little bit of a vengeance match tonight live on BYU TV, 9 Eastern. Also ranked number 11, the women's volleyball team kicks off the season today under new head coach Heather Olmstead in Los Angeles in the Women of Troy Baden Invitational. BYU plays Chicago State, 8 Eastern time tonight. And then tomorrow they play two matches against ranked teams, number 7 North Carolina and number 22 USC. The USC match will be broadcast on the Pac-12 network at 11 Eastern time. Forgot to mention uh, one of the 11th-ranked BYU women's soccer Cougars, Rachel Boaz, will join us in about 10 minutes here on BYU Sports Nation. She is the goalkeeper. Why, why she is absolutely unique in that she took another Division One team to the Sweet 16 and then, like Paige Hunt, went on a mission. It's a new back, era in female athletics. And now is a BYU. Really yeah. interesting story from Rachel Boaz coming up. BYU football walk-ons Nate Carter and Mitchell Jurgens are now on scholarship. Congratulations again to those guys. They need to have good seasons for BYU to have a good season. Both of those guys, an integral part of the BYU offense this year. NFL exhibition action tonight. Ziggy Ansah's status with the Lions uncertain. KVN, Kyle Vannoy doesn't look like he's going to play either. They play at Jacksonville. Tennessee at Kansas City tonight. The Chiefs have Daniel Sorensen and Hebron Fangupa. Back to our 2015 BYU football schedule spectacular season preview. Best day ever on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> okay. But first, a tweet from at Jared Thorne. How was the Wagner game responsible for having Missouri just curious? Okay, so there was a, there was a switch that needed to be, 
be made with UNLV, I believe Missouri. Um, Wagner came in and uh, filled the spot. Um, there was a lot of shuffling that went on, but Tom Homel, BYU Athletic Director, mentioned that Wagner uh, was integral in making the Missouri game possible, which we were like, what? That was crazy. So Wagner is to thank for this. There was a lot of shuffling, and Wagner they was— They filled the hole that, that needed to be filled. That was the one thing that had to happen for Missouri to come to fruition. And Tom said it was really close to not happening. So that, that is why Wagner matters for BYU. Yeah, it's— The Missouri game and Wagner connect odd, right? It's not going to do anything for BYU in terms of, yeah, they, they beat a, a lower-tier team. Almost everyone plays an FCS team. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But it gives BYU an opportunity to play an SEC team in November. If that's the cost, awesome! Absolutely. Game number 10 of the regular season, Saturday, November 14th. Speaking of Missouri, BYU in Kansas City at the home of the Kansas City Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium to take on the reigning back-to-back SEC East champion Missouri Tigers. I think Georgia wins the SEC East this year, so I'm not sure Missouri uh, will do that. But to me, this is the maybe the third or fourth best game on Missouri's schedule. They play in the SEC, but they don't play a terrible, ter- terribly strong schedule. There's some tough games in there for sure. Uh, but this game's going to be interesting. Neutral-ish, right? It's never actually... De facto road it's, game. It's neutral, but it's, right, you know... It's out. playing Oklahoma at Cowboy yeah, Stadium. exactly. It's, if it's within driving distance in half a day, then whatever. 23-5 and five the last two seasons for Missouri. They returned the quarterback, Matty Mock, running back Russell Hansborough, a 1,000-yard rusher, and they lo- but they lost their top four receivers. So there are question marks for Missouri. Now, this is a game I think BYU could... Sneak in and get a win against the, an SEC team on a neutral site. That would be a big win and be notable and late. Remember the November schedule's early in Independence? Now BYU is getting an opportunity against Missouri. It's not San Jose State. It's not even Fresno State or, uh, you know, who was it? Idaho, New Mexico State, those games. This is quality. Yes, you would like it to be at home, but in BYU's position, you can't always get good November home games. Okay? So Missouri, this is, this is a good matchup. In an NFL stadium. Saturday, November 14th, the time and television also have not been announced for that. We were talking about that this morning. There is, a, there is a chance, a slight chance, according to documents that have been released by the SEC on CBS and the contract that they have with ESPN, that BYU could be technically on CBS. But I would be shocked I, if it's not on ESPN. I don't, okay, I don't know the nuances of the contract, but I don't think that BYU would play a game that's not on ESPN neutral like this. I think that ESPN is going to... They help BYU up. set up games like this. I think it's going to be... I, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be an ESPN game. Also, at TX Colonel bought 1,000 tickets or something to this game, sold them all out. Uh, Tom Holm, We told Tom Homo about it on the schedule release show. And he's hooking up TX Colonel with a meeting with Andy Reid. <laughs> so remember that? That's pretty awesome. Saturday, November 21st, game number 11, Senior Day, the final home game for BYU's Taysom Hill and the rest of the seniors. Fresno State visiting Provo. I'm already getting emotional. Oh, the Bulldogs return 11 starters, <laughs> but it's not about Fresno. Let's be honest. Fres, yes. This is about BYU and their last home game with Taysom Hill. As the starting quarterback. Mitch Matthews, Bronson Kafusi, tons of seniors on this team that really matter and have mattered the last couple of years. Fresno State somehow won the division uh, and finished the year 6-8 and eight last year. They went to the Mountain West Conference Championship They were 6-6, six six, lost with a losing record. Got That's smashed what, to Boise by Boise. No, they were what? 6-6, six and six, lost to Boise State, and then 
went to a bowl and game. They went to a bowl game and lost that bowl because game because they I have believe. an exception if they play in the conference Georgia championship Tech did game. This a couple years ago, UCLA too. did this as well. That's right in the Pac-12. Yes. Yes, so they, they had a losing record, but we're the division champs. We've gotten to that <laughs> point in major college football where teams yeah. have exceptions if yeah. they have a losing record, it can still go into a bowl game. New quarterback, uh, you know, new quarterback, but you return a th- uh, almost fourteen hundred yard rusher in Martez Waller uh, at running back. Eleven returning starters, not a ton. This is this is a game BYU should win at home. They were ranked one hundred eighth in total defense last year. BYU. Should score 50 against Fresno State. 50 would be nice. On I November wish 50, 21st. I wish BYU put up more points more often. That's, it matters in voting. Now for the final game of the season and one of my top four games of the year. Absolutely no questions asked in my mind. <laughs> BYU <laughs> at Utah State. <laughs> CBS Sports Network, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Another afternoon game, thank goodness, because that's in November in Logan. It's going to be <laughs> freezing, so hopefully the sunshine... We'll thaw something out. You have a specific coat for the game in Logan. Yes, I do. That, that is the truth. <laughs> that you never use any other time except that game. <laughs> I have the extra warm BYU the Logan coat jacket for the Logan game. It is back. <laughs> and it's just rele- It's another relevant game in November against a team that has picked to finish near the top of the Mountain West Conference. Hopefully has nine or ten wins at this point on the fringe of being ranked or maybe ranked. That's, a, that's where Utah State's at. They're in a good spot. They bring back Chucky Keaton, who was a sleeper Heisman candidate at one point in his career. He's coming off of times. A, a season-ending injury and a redshirt year. Taysom Hill also coming off his they, Chucky was injured two years ago in the BYU-Utah State game. Taysom injured last year. And three years ago. And three years ago. Please, but just no, nobody no one, get injured. Yeah, no one get hurt in this one, okay? I'm tired of season, seeing the quarterback go down. I don't want either quarterback going down because this has been a fantastic pseudo-rivalry between, individually between Chucky and Taysom. Last year, of course, Remington Peck helped us make some news with the Chucky Keaton's going to redshirt. And we're like, what? So this year, hopefully both are healthy. Hopefully both have great seasons going into the season finale in Logan uh, and that could be that could be a game that matters. Utah State is making noise. They're, they're kind of a bubble group of five sleeper, really good team right now. They're not Cincinnati or Boise State, but they're they're kind of in that next little uh, group with Northern Illinois and Toledo and you know uh, Memphis and UCF. Those kind of teams. BYU hasn't played a rivalry game to close out the regular season in five years. That's weird, man. I hadn't thought of that. That's why that for me it is so important. Because it's relevant in November, it's a rivalry, and they're a good team now. By the way, Utah State brings back Nick Vigil, the guy that played both ways against BYU they last year. Said, uh, he, Nick Vigil said that he's not um, going to play offense, but I don't believe it till I see it. They also have because they the busted that out of nowhere and that killed BYU. Mountain West Conference preseason defensive player of the year, Kyler Fackrell, coming off of an ACL injury. NFL linebacker right there. Game number 13, assuming BYU is bowl eligible, and they will be will either be the Las Vegas Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl. Really, it comes down to which game is going to provide the better matchup. ESPN's going to get which game they want because they want most eyeballs on it. And interestingly enough, this morning, Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports, who joined us a few uh, weeks ago on the show, he is projecting BYU-Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl on December 19th. That's what I want for Christmas, Santa. That's what I want for Christmas. The Vegas Bowl is December 19th against the Pac-12 
on ABC at 3.30 Eastern, the Hawaii Bowls on Christmas Eve against the American Conference, ESPN, 11 p.m. Eastern time. If BYU plays in the Hawaii Bowl, you would have the Cougars in the Diamond Head Classic at the Stan Sheriff Center at Hawaii on the 22nd, 23rd, and 25th, and the bowl game on the 24th. Four straight days. Basketball, basketball, football, basketball. That could happen. But I want BYU in Vegas against Utah. You can't beat that. That is the best scenario other than a New, Year, a New Year's Six situation. And that is the blue goggle depression. <laughs> New Year's Six, baby! <laughs> what are your top four games on the 2015 BYU schedule at Shane Bleeds Blue, the first four? If we can get out of September 3-1 and one or 4-0, and oh, could be a special season. Could be. It will be at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Goodness. She's the goalie for the BYU women's soccer team. She's been to the Sweet 16, but not with the Cougars. Rachel Boaz, next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the Studio Bizzle. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, BYU Women's Soccer ranked 11th in the country, fresh off of an awesome win against Cal, a rescheduled game with Stanford for later. Plays Colorado tonight in the regular season home opener. You can watch it at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Colorado knocked BYU out of the NCAA tournament the last two seasons. So there's some payback in order tonight at Southfield. And you better, better believe all those freshmen at orientation last night from the Block Y. I think every single one of them is probably going to be at Southfield tonight. It's going to be a rocking atmosphere. Joining us now in Studio B, making her BYU Sports Nation debut, is the new keeper for BYU women's soccer, Rachel Boaz. Rachel, welcome to Studio B. Thank you so much. We were just talking. You have not played Colorado because you were on a mission in Washington State, and so now you come back, you take over as the keeper for BYU Women's Soccer, and you got a bunch of teammates that are like, yeah, let's beat Colorado! How do, how do you get to that level when you've been away from it and, and you didn't lose to that team? I feel like every game's the same for me. I just want to be every team, so <laughs> I'm fired up no attitude. matter what. <laughs> I always look for a shutout and for the team to play their best, so I'm just as fired up, even if I haven't played them, so... You got a taste of Southfield with the exhibition against Arizona, but now the students are, a lot of the students are back today uh, as school starts Tuesday. What do you expect from the Southfield experience, which is unique in college soccer? Sure. Um, We love the fans, and it's a lot of energy. I think we feed off of it, and knowing that they're they're there to support us, we want to play our best and focus on the game. I like to zone the fans out, actually, because it helps me focus better in the game. Um, but in the end, it's it's neat to be able to perform for them as well. Now, listen, this is important because Erica Owens, who was the keeper a few years back, said a that little she, wild. she would get asked on dates by the freshman boys <laughs> during the games. So you're going to need to zone this out, Rachel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually wonder this. So when the ball's on the other end, you always got it in the offensive third. Sure. Things are happening. Corners, throwings. How do you stay engaged in the game without kind of zoning out? Because it's a pretty, it's a pretty scene. You can look up at the mountains. <laughs> you can stare at your homies in the crowd. What do you, what do, you do? Um, again, I'm constantly directing and seeing where the ball is. The placement on the field, it depends where I'm at. There could be a counterattack. You never know. And I think it's a waste of time to wander. <laughs> and you have to be linked in 24-7. So I don't have a problem with that. You never wander, though. <laughs> you never you never zone out just a little? Um, I try not to. <laughs> You're better than me, man. You're better than me. I would be like, I can smell the concessions from here. 
Mm, I'm in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> I think you I can't break it. Right now. <laughs> now, very few people can play goalie and play it successfully, which you have done. You have a nice track record at San Diego State. You took them to the Sweet 16. Natalie Lewis and I were talking uh, when we called the Arizona exhibition game on BYU TV, and she brought up a great point. That is, Rachel is of the mentality that when a striker is coming with the ball and they're going to fire a missile at the goal, <laughs> she's running towards them like, bring it on. When, when most of us are like, I get me out of here. I, I don't want to be in the way of that missile coming at the goal. What kind of a mentality do you have to have to be a successful goalkeeper? Why, why do that? I get excited because I feel like that ball is mine and not theirs, and I need to get it from them. Also, for some reason, as a goalkeeper, most people get stressed out, but it's kind of opposite. I get calm, and I don't know. It's adrenaline rush as well, (laughs) so it's easy for me to come out. We're in a new era of uh, athletics with uh, LDS players because you went on a mission, uh, and in between, you know, in the middle of your college career. We're, this is kind of a newer thing. Mm-hmm. What, what was that like to go to San Diego State, go on a mission, then, and then transfer and get back into shape and all that? Um, well, the mission was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, coming back from the mission, it was difficult to get back in shape. I never knew that I would interrupt my college career to serve one. I thought maybe after I was done with soccer at San Diego State. But God uh, had a different plan for me, and I heard his call and and just that was the most priceless thing and it was worth the tough time getting back in shape and getting injured or you know that's a huge adjustment from going zero to 100 percent back at college level so my body was kind of screaming at me what are you doing but um I was patient and I know that the Lord helped me and I'm supposed to be here and it's been exciting to be able to see the growth and to to feel at home again on the field now you're a part of the 11th-ranked BYU women's soccer team. Already have a win over then-number 18 Cal. You had eight saves in that game. You didn't get to play Stanford, but there is a home-and-home now scheduled for BYU to play at Stanford on September 7th, the third-ranked team in the country, and then they get the Cardinal back in a couple of years. What do you think about the schedule and how it all worked out where you didn't get to play them in Hawaii, but now you got to go on the road and play Stanford? It makes us want to play them even more. We were super fired up and ready to play them. I didn't think it was possible to want to play them more because we were really irritated at the cancellation of the game. I guess the win will just be sweeter on their home field. On their home field, so. And let's dish out some karma while we're at it. Game, little game day karma. BYU Sports Nation has a track record of awarding karma to those that come on the show, and then they have amazing performances. That's awesome. So congratulations. <laughs> you already had eight saves in a shutout. I don't know how it can get better, but we hope that it's a similar performance. <laughs> it's Thank a real you thing, so much. Rachel. Hey, thanks. Uh, glad to have you on BYU Sports Nation. Before you go, please sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag behind you if you don't mind. Sure. <laughs> Rachel Boaz, the keeper for BYU Women's Soccer, the 11th ranked Cougars on BYU TV tonight. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain against the team that knocked him out of the NCAA tourney the past two years, the Colorado Buffaloes. The rest of the whip on the way. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Now see me with... It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. The 11th ranked Cougars host Colorado tonight at Southfield in the regular season home opener live on BYU TV starting at 9 Eastern time. No name. Women's Volleyball. 11th ranked BYU Women's Volleyball in LA this weekend for the women of Troy Baden Invitational. The Cougars play Chicago State tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Take on number seven, North Carolina. 
and number 22 USC tomorrow. Doubleheader against ranked teams. The game with the Trojans is on the Pac-12 Network Saturday night at 11 Eastern. Football. Mitchell Jurgens and Nate Carter have received scholarships after being walk-ons. Congratulations to those guys. Also, Lavelle Edwards talked to Utah State yesterday. That's because he's a team player. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah's status with the Lions uncertain for tonight's game at Jacksonville. Tennessee is at Kansas City. Good luck to Daniel Sorensen with the Chiefs and Hebron Fangupo. Cougars in the PGA. Both Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are in action right now. Round two of the Barclay. Blair is three under. Those birds are not indigenous to this area. Blair is three under through 15 and tied for 13th. Summerhays two under through two tied for 21st. Down to the 18th with you, Spencer. Cougars in the association. Thanks, Jerem. Jennifer Hampson and the L.A. Sparks play tonight against the Tulsa Shock at 8 Eastern. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and USA Volleyball take on O Brasil one final time tomorrow in the USA V Cup at UC Irvine. Brazil has taken two of the three matches. Baseball. The BYU baseball team just announced they have added a three-game home series with Creighton, the Blue Jays, between April 22nd and 23rd of 2016, Saturday, featuring a double header. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jerem? Now that we've gone through the 12 games in the schedule, I want to say Tom Homel. I'm just reminded that this schedule's fantastic, that BYU has compelling games throughout the year. Missouri in November, you got four games in a row, including Cincinnati uh, in October, and then, of course, the September schedule. How about Thomas Homel? What are your top four games on the 2015 BYU schedule that Tom Homo has so intricately put together? At calm underscore spaghetti has our elite tweet of the day. He says Boise State revenge game, Utah State revenge game, and the two, co- again, we're doing this again, and the two college football playoff games. BYU will play in the national championship. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> No one's talking about going undefeated this year <laughs> for a reason. It's just a really tough schedule. Listen, there's, if BYU could win 10 games, like you've said, if Taysom Mill's healthy the whole season, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. If BYU went 4-0. Oh, my goodness. I mean, no, that alone just takes I'm like five pairs I'm not going to say I'm shaving my goggles. head, but I might need to think about something. Oh, Thanks okay. to Rachel Boaz and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYU. Did you really shave your head again? No, I've got to think about it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Danny Frazier.